0: Good morning, Transformation Radio listeners. It's Thursday. Here's some songs to get you going. First off, happy day. And we continue on with some Citizen Saints In Tenderness
1: In Tenderness She saw me Weary and sick With sin And on his shoulder.
2: And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 8 through 34. Here's a brief overview of some of what we'll be reading about today in scripture. Now the disciples knew they could never get the upper hand in a religious dispute with the well-educated Jewish leaders. Nevertheless, they would not be left unprepared. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would give them the appropriate words in their time of need. The disciples' testimony might not make them look impressive, but it would still point out God's work in the world through Jesus' life. We need to pray for opportunities to witness for Christ, and then trust Him to help us with our words. This promise of the Spirit's help, however, does not compensate for lack of preparation. Remember that these disciplines had three years of personal instruction and practical application. We need to study God's Word. Then God will bring His truths to mind when we most need them, helping us present them in the most effective way. And with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. April 7th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 12, verses 8 through 34. I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, Don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food. And your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them, and you are far more valuable to Him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and He will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be.
0: And this is our devotion for April 7th. Corporate worship is designed to confront you with a view of life that has at its center a dead man's cross and a living man's empty tomb. There are two themes in writing and speaking That I have repeated again and again, and he repeats them here as well. Number one, human beings made in the image of God do not live life based on the facts of their experience, but based on their interpretation of the facts. Whether you know it or not, you have been designed by God to be a meaning maker. You are a rational human being, even if you don't always show it, and you have a constant desire for life to make sense. So you are constantly thinking and constantly interpreting. You don't actually respond to what is going on around you. You respond to the sense you have made of what is going on around you. This means that there is always some kind of interpretive grid that you are carrying around with you that helps you make sense out of your life. Everybody believes something. Everybody assumes that certain things are true. Everybody brings some system of wisdom to their lives to help them to explain and understand. No one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do we never stop talking to ourselves we are in constant conversation with ourselves about god others ourselves meaning and purpose identity and such the things you say to you about you god and life are profoundly important because they form and shape the way then you then respond to the things that god has put on your plate You see, you are always preaching to yourself some kind of worldview, some kind of gospel, if you will. The question is, in your private moment-by-moment conversation, what are you saying to you? Paul argues very powerfully that the dead man's cross, live man's empty tomb, gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which the world sees as utter foolishness, is in fact the wisest of wisdom. It is the only way to make sense out of life. It is the only lens through which you can see life accurately. It is the only kind of wisdom that really does give a final and reliable answer to the fundamental question of life that every person asks. And at the center of this message of wisdom is not a set of ideas, but a person who, in his life and death, offers you not only answers, but every grace you need to be when you are created to be and to do what you have been called to do. And our scripture reading today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 18 through 25 for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing but to those who are being saved it is the power of god for it is written i will destroy the wisdom of the wise and of the discernment of the discerning i will thwart where is the one who is wise where is the scribe where is the debater of this age has not god made foolish the wisdom of the world As we continue on with our music this morning, this is Lead Me to the Cross by Hillsong.
1: Everything I want held deep I count it all as loss Lead me to the cross
2: Psalm 78, verses 32 through 55. It's amazing how gracious God is in relation to our sin and rebellion. And this was the people of Israel. No matter how God showed himself to be strong and courageous himself and a God of love defending them at every turn, they still rebelled against their God. They saw his wondrous works, his mighty miracles, but still they turned from him. Now God remembered that they were merely mortal like you and me, and that they were gone like a breath of wind. We're sinners today, but we serve a merciful, loving God. It's a good thing that God's love is over God's justice. And because of the blood of Christ, our sins have been taken from us onto His shoulders on the cross of Calvary. He died and was resurrected so that we might have communion with the living God and enter right into the Holy of Holies. Psalm 78, verses 32 through 55. But in spite of this, the people kept sinning. Despite his wonders, they refused to trust him. So he ended their lives in failure, their years in terror. When God began killing them, they finally sought him, They repented and took God seriously. Then they remembered that God was their rock, that God Most High was their Redeemer. But all they gave Him was lip service. They lied to Him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to Him. They did not keep His covenant. Yet He was merciful and forgave their sins, and did not destroy them all. Many times He held back His anger and did not unleash His fury. For he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone like a breath of wind that never returns. Oh, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness, and grieved his heart in that dry wasteland. Again and again they tested God's patience, and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power, and how he rescued them from their enemies. They did not remember his miraculous signs in Egypt. His wonders on the plain of Zoan. For he turned their rivers into blood, so no one could drink from the streams. He sent vast swarms of flies to consume them, and hordes of frogs to ruin them. He gave their crops to caterpillars. Their harvest was consumed by locusts. He destroyed their grapevines with hail, and shattered their sycamore figs with sleet. He abandoned their cattle to the hail. THEIR LIVESTOCK TO BOLTS OF LIGHTNING. HE LOOSED ON THEM HIS FIERCE ANGER, ALL HIS FURY, RAGE, AND HOSTILITY. HE DISPATCHED AGAINST THEM A BAND OF DESTROYING ANGELS. HE TURNED HIS ANGER AGAINST THEM. HE DID NOT SPARE THE EGYPTIANS' LIVES, BUT RAVAGED THEM WITH THE plague. HE KILLED THE OLDEST SON IN EACH EGYPTIAN FAMILY, THE FLOWER OF YOUTH, THROUGHOUT THE LAND OF EGYPT. But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. He kept them safe, so they were not afraid. But the sea covered their enemies. He brought them to the border of his holy land. To this land of hills he had won for them. He drove out the nations before them. He gave them their inheritance by lot. He settled the tribes of Israel into their homes." Proverbs chapter 12, verses 21 through 23. No harm comes to the godly, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. The wise don't make a show of their knowledge, but fools broadcast their foolishness.
0: And for our final selection today, this is At the Cross.
1: Savior I come Quiet my soul Remember Redemption's will Where your blood was spilled For my ransom Everything I once had for me
0: That's our show for Transformation Radio. When life gets tough, remember to look to the cross of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time.